Imagine you were in a mall. Your mom tells you she has to go to the ATM to pull out some money. You start to look forward to avoid eye contact with any strangers. But the lights of the mall start to make you nervous. You clutch the toy in your hand and start to breathe heavily. The noises all around you to begin to be louder and louder and louder. Your mom tells you to calm down and that she is almost done. But noises nearby start to focus on to you. You glance over and see people walking past are looking straight at you. The lights keep bothering you and feel like they're flickering. Your mother is talking to you, but it sounds like she is speaking underwater. You faintly hear her to tell you to breathe, and you start taking huge gasps. <gasps> you close your eyes and focus on your breathing. In and out, in and out. This is what it's like to have autism. Thanks to the National Autistic Society for giving this experience. And if you want to see the virtual virtual reality version, it's on YouTube under the name Autism TMI Virtual Reality Experience. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Wells. I want to tell you guys more about autism. I currently go to St. Louis University High, and I haven't been able to take any courses on the topic, but it does hold a special place in my heart. When I was growing up, my mom was a speech pathologist, or better known as a speech therapist. She mostly worked with kids who had issues with speaking, and a good amount of them had autism. I remember always knowing about what it was, but never being fully able to understand the difficulties of it. My mom and I would go to Autism Speaks walks every year and spend the whole day at the event. This is where I would learn that almost 2% of kids have autism. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot, but when you put it into perspective, that is close to 6 million people that have autism in the United States based on the math I just did. When I looked it up, CNN reported that, quote, 5.4 million people, 18 and older, end quote, deal with autism. So that number is pretty high. Some facts you might not know about, some facts you might not know, uh, given to us by AutismSpeaks.org are, around 40% of people with autism are nonverbal. 56 of children with autism are below average on the IQ scale. 28% of children with autism harm themselves through actions like headbanging, arm biting, and skin scratching. And half of children with autism like to go away from safety. You know, I think a lot of us don't really understand, you know, what it's like to have autism. And and I don't think it's fair for us to, you know, judge judge people with autism. You know, you hear a lot about, you know, kids committing suicide and, and um, You know, a lot of people think, oh, it's because of depression and, you know, they probably had a lot of that. But a big part of it is bullying. And I think kids who have have autism, and I saw this, I think, on uh, AutismSpeaks.org as well, that around 50% of kids who have autism get bullied. And so um, not only are they bullying, bullying, not only is bullying wrong, but to bully someone who is not as abled as you to me is extremely wrong. And so so the question is, how can we help? And I've invited two guests on to explain this. Guys, we're back and um, I have my two guests on and I'll kind of let them introduce themselves. But um, I'll, I'll ask the first question. 
What are your names and your credentials to speak on autism? Okay, well, I'm Debbie Wells, and I have a master's in communication disorders from St. Louis University, and I've worked with special needs children for 27 years. Ms. Hazlett? Well, my name is Shannon Hazlett, and I am, I haven't worked with children with significant needs for the last uh, 16, going on 17 years. I have a master's degree in special education, and uh, I'm certified from birth to adulthood for student, uh, for individuals with significant needs. I've enjoyed this life for a long time now. Yeah, so it sounds like you two are both very well, um, well-rounded when it comes to being pathologists. Um, my next question is, what is your experience with working with people with autism? Well, I'm not a speech pathologist. I'm a oh, teacher. My bad. It's okay. Um, working with students with autism is a, it's a very entertaining. It can be very <laughs> entertaining <laughs> to say the least. Because their minds are some of the most intrinsic minds that you will ever encounter. They create that and respond to that we take for granted sometimes, a lot of the time. So in my role as the speech therapist, and I worked with uh, Ms. Hazlett for years, was to get the children to communicate their wants and needs. We had one child who just needed, to be, needed a way to tell Ms. Hazlett to give him a minute or to back off. Mm-hmm. And so that was my job as the speech therapist, because as you know, Jeffrey, from your research, what did you tell me? 40% of children with autism are nonverbal? Yeah. So um, that was my job to get them to communicate in whatever way they could. And then sometimes the teachers come back and, did you just tell him to tell me to shut up or no? Did you teach him the word no? (laughs) Yes, I did. Because that's the thing he needed to be able to say. So every child is different and every child with autism is (laughs) way different. (laughs) Yes. So we hear Um, a lot. Oh, sorry. Were you saying Um, to, to work with a child that has autism, you have to have um, a high level of tolerance and sometimes very overwhelming. And you, you, they're the way that they're able to disconnect themselves socially from the world is really enlightening because they can be in a room with hundreds of people and not know that you're there until there's loud noises. Many students with autism, they do not like a lot of loud sounds, although they are very loud. Yes. Whether they're verbal or nonverbal, they are loud Mm -hmm. people. <clears throat> so, 
So we hear a lot about like the word autism and it's kind of thrown around a lot. Can we have a definition of what it means to have <laughs> autism? <laughs> well, it's a, some people say it's a neurological disorder, but mm-hmm. it mostly it has to do with how you interact with people and, and events. And um, there's just a difference, a disconnect. Uh, children with autism, there's no definition because it's so broad except for the, the, the social aspect and the communication aspect is always there. Um, yes. We have information. Mm-hmm. So I did my uh, master's thesis on what's the cause of autism 30 years ago. And you know what? We didn't know 30 years ago what the cause was or what the definition was. <clears throat> and we don't know today. We know more about how to treat children with autism and uh, that the earlier you can intervene, the better off the, it is for the child and the family and the school so that we know what we're dealing with. So can you think of an exact definition we use in special ed, Shannon? In uh, special education, most of the time they refer to aus- autism as a um, <clears throat> a disability that affects social interaction because of as you said the neuro um... the neurological part yeah mm-hmm. but and also they, they say does it affect their daily life you know like if yes. people don't have a disability if it doesn't affect their daily life mm-hmm. so that's I would say that's part of the definition of or that is a definition of autism <clears throat> Differences in well, one, go ahead. yeah. The the biggest thing is social. There the, the social awkwardness that is apparent. Yeah, they don't understand what facial expression or like. For example, if I would talk to you, Jeffrey, and I'd say, Jeffrey, you know I'm upset. Or if I'd say, Jeffrey, yeah. oh that's so great. You know I'm very happy with you. But once yeah. you say, Mrs. <laughs> Hazlett, they don't not they don't get it. Children with autism mm-hmm. don't understand those little facial cues and voice cues that typical kids understand. Mm-hmm. Their their biggest perception is happy and sad. Wow. Very limited. It's very restrictive, <clears throat> I would say. It's very limited. Either you're happy or you're sad. And that's about all, like we have had students. You happy? You happy, Hazlet? You happy? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the only way they understand emotion. Well, with those restrictions, how, how do you teach people with autism? And like, what is unique about it? Well, there is a um, the the major thing in teaching any person that has autism <clears throat> is just stop thinking about the autism. And think about the bigger picture. Mm. You have to make sure that you you can do things that catch their attention, that they focus on you, that you make sure that when you come in is that most of the time is people see autism as a way of feeling sorry for a person, mm. but not making sure that they're building up that person to be included socially 
to make sure that some of these um, things that happen, especially with peers their age, is that they're being included appropriately. And that when you think of them, you think of their name first. You mm-hmm. know, call the person Autism Jack. You call them, you, you say that Jack may have autism, but we're still going to keep in mind that he's here even when he doesn't know he's here at times. In our role as teachers and therapists, and Miss Hazlett is so good at this, they, they go into the computer class, they go into the food class, they go into PE with their typical peers. Now, is there support in case they have a meltdown? Absolutely. But uh, if you say two out of every 100 people have autism, Mm-hmm. you're going to encounter people with autism. They're going to be in, in your life. They're not, it's not like a sickness. It's not like something you can catch like a cold or it's not like cancer. You're going to die from, you could die from it. Um, it's just a different way of thinking about things and interacting with things that we, nobody should be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are a lot of teachers prepared to deal with kids that have autism and know how to treat them? No. During class? I don't think it's not that they're not prepared. Sometimes there's a, a, a I don't understand versus I don't want to understand. Oh. I'd say that's in society in general, wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Yes. It's, um, um, <clears throat> I've dealt with teachers who say, well, I didn't get it. I didn't get a degree in autism. Last time I checked, I didn't either. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But I got a degree in special education. Right. And so they're here. It, it's not an easy task sometimes to, to modify things so that they understand it. But it it's, is part of the job. People with autism, people say, would well, they look normal? Well, yeah, they're not in a wheelchair. They don't all, often. They don't, uh, you know, have a broken leg or anything so sure they look they look like anybody else their bodies react like everybody else's body reacts you know so that that's that's the hard thing about autism is you could be passing people on the street and you don't know that they're going to melt down because there's a loud noise all of a sudden you know Mm -hmm. if a, a fire truck goes off some of our children and adults with autism are going to react very differently than we do. And, um, you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. That's just their coping. Mm-hmm. As I tell people, mm-hmm. you, you can, you can look fat. <laughs> you might even look ugly, but you can't look <laughs> autistic. Right. That's right. <laughs> you can't scan the grocery store and say, Oh, which one's autistic. Unless they're sitting their hand flapping. Yes. Or they're melting down. And uh, one of the things when Jeffrey was asking about a public service announcement, you know, if you see a child melting down who the parent is struggling with, I always want to say to the parent, not to the child, I wouldn't interact with the child unless I knew him. Is there anything I can do? Can I help you? Maybe he's turned mm-hmm. over the whole, maybe he's knocked all the cereal boxes off the, off the line. Or he's, you know, wants to get out of that store. Here, let, I'll, I'll put your groceries back away. You know, what can I do to help? Mm. 
And one of the things uh, people often joke about when I go out with others in the community and I interact with people with disabilities is that they say, you, you always, you always know your people. Absolutely. As mm-hmm. that it's, when you are, you worked with them for so long, you know, they're, you, you know, the mannerisms. There was a young man at Six Flags this summer and he was very good at his job, but I noticed that every between every customer, his hand would come out and appear, and he was starting to have a conversation. Mm. And I said, I read his name tag, and I said, hey, you know, hey, tell your hand he has to wait for break. Right now, people need to place an order. Oh, okay, 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 I'm so sorry, so sorry. And he did it a few more times, and I said the same thing, and he put it away. And so when I started looking at him, he would just put his hand down, and the manager said, how did you get him to do that? I said, all I did was ask him. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, sometimes it's not that he, he can't do the job. I said that you just have to have little reminders until he can remind himself. And you don't have to say everything that you uh, over and over again. I said, but it's nice to see them, to see them working. They're very good workers. People with autism are very good workers. They they have a sense of time and routine is important. Very important. Schedules are very important. Yes. <clears throat> if we start a job at eight o'clock, eight o'clock the job begins. If lunch is at eleven twenty five, we're gonna have lunch at eleven twenty five. They will remind you, it is this time, Miss Hazlett, it is time to go. Even those who are nonverbal will point or they will give some type of cue that their schedule is being altered. Well, going back to uh, children with autism, um, what do you think the toughest thing for kids who have autism in school is? Being included. Being understood. Or maybe being excluded. People Mm -hmm. don't want to hang with them, don't want to Mm -hmm. sit next to them in the computer class. Why? They're not going to do anything to Mm -hmm. harm you unless you've, you know, disrupted them somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Getting people to understand that we all deserve the education. We all deserve to be, to learn new things. Now, I might need different accommodations. I might need there not to be loud noises or, uh, you know, if you say it's going to be one thing and then you switch it over to another thing, that can be very disturbing to a child with autism. And uh, so Ms. Hazlett and special educators need to instruct the general educators to say, now listen, if you flip on and off the lights, that's going to mess him up. If you play loud music, mm-hmm. that's going to upset them. If you say you're going to play a game after you do this, please play the game after you do this. Please don't mm-hmm. change that. The follow through is an absolute mm-hmm. must. Mm-hmm. She, um, Mrs. Debbie is absolutely right. That follow through is an absolute must. You have to do what you said. And also... Mm-hmm. The younger they are with adult acceptance is better for a child to accept a person with a disability. Yes. If we can model that and say, we accept everybody. Mm -hmm. And really do it. Yes. Not get excited and say that we're wearing a shirt for autism or posting it on social media or even collecting money to actually implement what you're supporting stopping the bullies Mm -hmm. 
reminding others, hey, remember we said we really can't play loud music because Jack's here? You know, let's let's be sensitive to him. Or starting to train them to accept sound because the world doesn't adapt for autism. True. So we have to kind of adopt, uh, adapt our autistic students for the world that they live in. Mm-hmm. So introducing sound, loud noises is early and knowing that it will not hurt them. That they're, the longer that you keep them out of that big setting with being included, it makes it so much harder the older they get. Because they're used to just them and living in their world. And we want them to be a part of this world. Yeah. What would you want typical people to know when coming across someone with autism? Other than just kind of being, uh, like you were saying, like with the music thing, don't play loud music around Jack or something like stop that. Stop staring and come ask. If you're curious about what they're doing, stop staring and come ask. Mm-hmm. We're all a part of this world. We're all part of the society. We're all part of the community. So don't... Uh, I have seen parents say negative things when somebody's melting down to in a grocery store. See, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Oh, that mother's not a good mother. Mm-hmm. That's not true. That mother's doing the very best. I promise you is what I would love to say. I promise you that mother, that teacher is doing the very best they can in the situation. If it's, if it's a bad situation, ask how you can help. Now, when Ms. Hazlett and I worked together in the middle school, we had a f- faculty who would, oh, Hazlett needs help. And they came to our help when we needed it. Um, and, and that was a wonderful thing to see. Uh, most of the time. Not all the time. But mm-hmm. we developed relationships with the teachers and with the other faculty, the principals. When we say we needed something to be done to help a child, they would jump in and help. That's great. Um, if you could, I know you said years already, mom, but, uh, if you could do a public service announcement to help people out in the world to deal with autism, what would you say? Mm. That's a, that's a really deep, <laughs> that's a really deep question. Um, <clears throat> it is a difference, but not a disease. Is, is, let's just put it short for me. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. autism, just ask. Oh, that's a good one. Just ask. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> see how that, see how you can, just asking a question can really make a difference on how you see things. And knowing autism doesn't equate to slow. No, doesn't have anything to do with IQ. <clears throat> So just ask, ask. Once people start asking those questions in our building, they could actually start seeing them as their names. And right. Oh, that. <clears throat> I used to get really upset, and I would tell Debbie that my room was always equated as the the slow kid room. Mm-hmm. And the teachers would say, "Oh, that's one of Hazlitt's kids." Mm-hmm. No, that's one of our kids, oh. is what I was wanted to say, and, or did um, say. <laughs> and my favorite response to him is, 
Last time I checked, my kids didn't go to school here. <laughs> These are school districts of University City kids. So they are a part. They're here. Oh, well, what do you want to do for your kids? I want you to do what you would do for any kid that goes to Brittany Woods Middle School. Such a great advocate. Gosh. So you you have to, Thank to you. kind of oh, make sure that uh, sometimes I made a lot of enemies. <laughs> well, more friends than enemies. <laughs> a lot of frenemies. <laughs> well, thank you both for coming on. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it helps, and I really hope that it helps people understand asking a question and including a, a child and can really make a big difference with those who have autism especially starting at a young age, but it's not too late to start at whatever age you inter- interact with the person. Mm-hmm. Educate yourself. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on and I uh, hope that um, all the listeners were able to, to really understand like what you guys were saying, because um, I know a lot of people don't really get autism and I think you guys did a great job kind of putting it into like, typical people words or <laughs> I don't know just making it kind of easier to understand so thank you you're welcome you're welcome right. bye bye, bye. <laughs> well after hearing what those two had to say I think it is important we keep what they said in mind you don't know when, when you're going to have an encounter with someone who has autism you could have a child that has autism you could work with someone that has autism You could be a cop and need to know how to talk to someone who has autism. It doesn't really matter how you have the connection to someone that has autism, but you need to know how to talk to them and how to make that person feel comfortable. Um, Something I have, I think I have to bring up is um, just a little bit of like a counter to people that have autism, how we should treat them. And that counter is to bully them and, and you know, basically make them feel even worse about themselves. And, um, That is incredibly wrong. If you know someone has autism or you think they're slightly weird, don't you dare think it's okay to do that. Uh, Don't think it's okay to (laughs) make fun of them. Don't think it's okay to single them out. Um, The best thing you can do, and like they said, is to try and be understanding, to talk to them nicely, and to just ask questions. And um, I think that's a big thing that just is easy for all of us to do. And I think everyone needs to learn how to do that, and especially people, you know, my age, uh, around young adults, because you know what, we're going to be going out in the world pretty soon, and <laughs> there's going to be people with autism. There are going to be people that are are different from us, and a lot of us grow up in situations, especially especially at St. Louis University High, where we all have not similar come-ups, but we're all pretty similar, to be honest, and. Um, you know, that's not going to be like that when we go in the real world. So I think it's very important we all learn, you know, how to how to how to interact with someone with autism. So I appreciate any all of you that listened to this. And uh, it was a lot of. I, I wouldn't call it entertaining to learn about this, but it was very interesting and important to me to learn about this. And I hope it is just as important to you guys that are listening to it, too. So thank you for listening and have a great day.